Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. How's it going, everybody? This is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. You're about to hear the episode where I interview French philosopher and writer Voltaire and star of stage and screen Joan Crawford. And thank you very much to our listener, Renee Wehrem, I think that's how you pronounce your name, for that suggestion. We take suggestions, guys, for famous dead people to have on the show. If you want to have your favorite dead person on the show, just email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. A couple of quick announcements before we get to the show. Don't forget to go out and buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Don't forget to tell all your friends how great this show is. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and leave a comment. That helps us out a ton. Don't forget to check out my performance calendar and upcoming project stuff over at jarrettberenstein.com. And, of course, you can listen to episodes the day they come out every Monday at 3 p.m. only on Radio Free Brooklyn. So I guess, uh, yeah, it's just about that time, guys. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Joan Crawford and Voltaire only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. Oh, you know, famous dead people, famous dead people, famous stories stuck in the heads. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American film actress and one of AFI's greatest female stars of classic Hollywood cinema, Joan Crawford. Hello, that's right, that's me. And French Enlightenment writer and philosopher Francois Marie Aro, more commonly known by his pseudonym Voltaire. Bonjour! Uh, Mr. Voltaire, Ms. Crawford, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Oh, merci, merci. I'm excited. Um, now, I, uh, I'm embarrassed to admit that I didn't realize that you both used pseudonyms, that neither of your uh, names are your actual names. Uh, and I'd like to really get into yours in just a moment, Ms. Crawford. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's a little bit of contention as to why you chose the name Voltaire to be your uh, pseudonym. Some suggest that it's an anagram of Arove Lee, which is a Latinized spelling of your last name. Is there any truth to that, or is there some other reason why you chose the pen name Voltaire? So the reason is that I chose uh, Voltaire is because for a little while in my 20s, as so many people do, you go to parties, you know, mm, and you get yes. really drunk, and then you have what we call a music reading party. You just sit around and you read the latest music that has uh, just come out. Can I? As, sorry, uh, I want to pause you real quick. Uh, sure. Because I would like to make sure that we are 100% clear on this. It's 2018 and music reading parties are not yes. a thing that happen anymore. Well, you don't do this. No, yeah. no. And so would you give us uh, a little rundown of like what a music reading party would be like? You're sure. Like- so the latest uh, piece <laughs> of music would come out. And, uh, you know, I guess nowadays you have some way of listening to new music. Yes. You get to hear it. Mm-hmm. But in those days, not everybody was kind of level fairness. So what you do is you just hand out, you know, I was uh, what we call called uh i was called a um uh a shit music jackie uh an smj <laughs> and i would go around with little pamphlets i would give them to each one of the the people who was there at the party mm-hmm. and say okay this is these songs that we are that we are all going to read to the 
together. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody dances, you know, you know, the gutter noses and and uh, and the semi notes and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody rest. Okay, so you were go back into the song. Okay, yeah. so you were the uh, sheet music Jackie of Jackie. the parties. Jackie, uh, and so that oh the jockey, the jockey. jockey. I thought you meant Jackie, like the name Jackie. Sheet music jockey. <laughs> give, exactly. Yeah, you know, like a, uh, like a, you know. Um, uh, Do you have disc jackies now? <laughs> what, I mean, I just meant to say that, like, maybe that was like a name. Like, you know how we'll have, like, you know, um, uh, you know, you're a, you're, you're a, a water pail Susie, or you're um, a lazy, uh, you know, lazy Susan, or you know, like we'll just like throw a name on something, like a first name. It is always you know? Susie, a water pail <laughs> Susie, and the lazy Susan. It John, is always someone. John Crawford, you know what I'm talking about? Like there are things that you just throw a name on, you know, like a good time Charlie, a good time Charlie, you know, yeah. like that's an example, right? All right. Sure. <laughs> Thank you, Joan Crawford. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I thought you meant like you were you were a sheet music Jackie, like that was the role. No, like, sheet music Jackie and Jackie. I yeah. keep thinking you're saying shit music. Mm, shit music. Yes, this, this is what I'm saying. It is a shit music. <laughs> shit music. Shit. Oh, it's bad music. No, shit music. <laughs> shit you, music. It's shit music. It's just the accent. The uh, accent's a little hard to decipher. Oh, uh, we are blocked by the same language. Now, would would you guys then try to like sing out the music, or would you just sit there reading it and go like, oh, oh, ooh, that's fun. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. If it is an opera, then we will have girls do that. If it is a ballet, we will attempt the plies. We will attempt the mm. adonance. Um, but mostly we just uh, sit around and read. <laughs> we mostly just sit around and read. And mm-hmm. I had a name. Uh, uh, my my name uh, was uh, it was uh, S M J Voltaire, and ooh, that was your that was your uh, not D J name, but your S- my S M J S M J name. Gotcha. Yes, and uh, it was a combination of uh, a Volt, which is electricity. That's how you feel when yeah. you're reading good music. You know, mm-hmm. when you read good music, you just Feels that surge of velt, that mm-hmm. surge of electricity, yeah, and yeah, then course. air, just because like air is good. <laughs> air is pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So there, people uh, think that it had some sort of uh, you know like anagram, like a mystery, like a puzzle, but it was really just what we would call your DJ name back then. Yes, I would just get to parties and hand up pamphlets of music for people to read, <laughs> and we had a great time. It sounds get, great. You get so drunk. It sounds really good. so much absent and yeah. read I hear music. that reading sheet music is even better when you're on drugs. Like, I hear that, you know, people will be like, I know that you read Beethoven's Fifth, but maybe have yes. you read it high? Yes, you yeah. wait for the beat to drop, and <laughs> then that is the point of ascension. That is mm-hmm. when you are, you are, uh, you are climaxing. Yeah, it uh, sounds really fun. And it drops. Now, I do, I understand from Wikipedia that you had a hundred, something like 178 other pen names, but Voltaire was like your main one. Is that right? Yes, Voltaire was, an, was the main one. Uh, I also had uh, a Garbage Bell Susan. I also had. You see, there we go. There we go. Lazy na- Susanna, <laughs> Good Time. Good Time uh, Susie. Good Time Susie Q. <laughs> Uh, I had so many names, but the Velteros are one that everybody knew me from. Gotcha. Who is cool and who is there at those underground shit music parties? <laughs> Sounds good. Sheet music parties. Yes, shit the music. music. The music shit was music. good. The music was good, but but you were reading it on a sheet 
as per the way that music was written. Yes, at if, the it, time. if it was particularly good on the sheet, we would say that the shitty music, <laughs> shitty music. You don't read that. Oh, this it's so, so good on the sheet. It's shitty. It's jumping off the sheet. It's so shitty. Oh uh, God, I took a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, it was so good. The, the music. Now Voltaire, you of course chose your pen name because your work caused. It got you in a little trouble. You were thrown in jail. So you no. decided to use the pen name to get away from sort of like the, wait, 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 wait. the consequences of what you're writing. But that is very different from the way that I understand that you chose your pseudonym, Ms. Crawford. Isn't that right? Yeah, I didn't have a, I didn't change it from a bad past. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> now, so you were born Lucille Lesueur. Yes. Which is a very difficult name. I couldn't say it. You couldn't say Lucia Lusur? It's really hard. It's so hard, and I changed my name. Mm-hmm. Well, I read that uh, MGM was behind it. They said uh, they held a contest called Name the Star, where uh, people would just pick a new name for you and vote on the new name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where the name Joan Crawford came from. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people voted. There were mm-hmm. a top 10 list of names. One of them was Good Time Susie. One oh. of the names that was on the list? Was Good Time Susie. It, it was close. It was <laughs> neck and neck. And then I no. invented that name. <gasps> oh, how about oh, that? Yeah. Yes. Some, maybe someone was like a big Voltaire fan and they were like, well, you have to name her. Good time, Susie, as a reference to my favorite writer, Voltaire. Oh my God! Look at we're connected. <laughs> I almost, uh, I almost, uh, almost went by Jean Crawford for a while. <laughs> really? As that a pen name. Oh wow! As my nom de plume. Mm. Did you were, did you try it out at like these sheet music parties? Were you like uh, seeing how seeing how Joan Crawford flew before you before you implemented it? Yes, and people would get confused with the SMJ John drops mm. that beat or pass out that pamphlet. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it just got to like Voltaire was easy. Yeah, Voltaire is mm-hmm. much better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're saying that one of the other ones that was neck and neck with Joan Crawford was uh, Good, Good Time, time Susie. Good Time Susie. Do you remember any other names that were on that list? Yeah, Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. <laughs> Herbert Hoover was one of them. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that that was low on the list. People didn't really gravitate towards. Well, that I one. can see how that would be confusing because. There you was know, someone he, named Herbert Hoover. He was a president at yes. that point, I believe, right? Yes. I, yeah. Yeah, he was. Okay. I might be confusing my timeline here, but I'm pretty sure he had already been a president, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Sure. Yeah, that's why pe- people are like, oh, well, famous people can be named the same thing. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, why? I don't know. See, famous people are so selfish with their names. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, no, Joan Crawford. There are other Joan Crawfords. You know, there must yeah. be. There, there probably be. are. Yeah. yeah, it's not that crazy of a name. Definitely. I could see it uh, on the marquee. Whatever happened to Baby Jane, starring, starring Herbert, Herbert Hoover? And how yeah. progressive to have a, a a female star named Herbert. Right. Oh, yes. I think it's time. 2018. It's time for a female star named Herbert. Well, maybe now. Maybe <laughs> now. So Joan Crawford was the uh, second most, according to the Wikipedia, it was the second most popular name. The first was Joan Arden, but there already was a Joan Arden. Mm-hmm. So you guys settled on Joan Crawford. Yeah. It, so that, that's, that's the, the record's correct there. All that seems accurate, yeah. Okay. And so I read that you weren't originally crazy about the last name Crawford, but that you liked, quote, the security that went with that name. Is that right? 
Um, no, I I think I always liked Crawford. Oh, okay. Some people thought I wouldn't because of like you know I have this thing about crawfish and I can't eat shellfish. You can't eat shellfish. Yeah, yeah. So people like to say, oh, that's a silly name because it's so it's, close to something you hate. I'm not, right. Is it an allergy? Is it you can't? Have? Or is it a yes. religious thing? No, no, it's an allergy. <laughs> <laughs> or is it just a food preference? <laughs> no, it's an allergy. Okay. Um, yeah, I get real sick and my face blows up. Mm, no, no. I see. Yeah. And then you look like, isn't it funny that when you have, if you have an allergy to crawfish, you eat it, you look like a crawfish. You get a big, That's funny. you get a big puffy face like a crawfish. Uh, you know, as the expression goes, your face is as puffy as a crawfish. God, this hilarious. He is <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, so people were saying like, you maybe wouldn't like the name because of crawfish is a thing that yeah. you hate. But I like it. It's such a strong Strunk Crawford. Why does he? Because so that quote is true about you liked the security of that name. Is mm. that that's a real quote? What yeah. did you mean by the security of the name Crawford? Well, there's something when you tell someone your name, and you know if someone's being aggressive towards you, and you go, "Hello, my name is John Crawford." So it's <laughs> it's a, it's amazing what it will do. Really? Yeah. The, it's like a fence, just like a fence pops up from the ground and surrounds you. Oh, wow. And yeah. so so people would give you more respect. They'd give you more yes. uh, personal space, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. do, yeah. we, do you mind if I do a, a role play really quickly? Oh, go ahead. So I will be uh, you introducing myself to you. Mm -hmm. And I'll use both your names. And you just give me the reaction that you would get between the two different names. Because I want to see like the reaction that Joan Crawford would get that was like the security that you're talking about. Okay. So first I'll use your original name. Okay. Uh, hello, my name is Lucille Lusur. Oh my God. Ah! Wait, I'm going I'm to run after you. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Was like, that was the thing that would happen when people would just, right? All right, we're, let, let me try with your pseudonym now, yeah. okay? Hello, my name is Joan Crawford. Okay, I'll give you your space. Oh, wow. I'll give you your space now. That's a much... This, I, I can feel that yeah. difference. I can feel the safety there. Mm -hmm. It really does feel a lot nicer. Right? Right? I like that. I like it. Uh, so uh, going back to Voltaire for just a moment. So you had a passion for writing, uh, a pretty strong passion throughout your life, but your father wanted to be a lawyer. So he got you work as the secretary to a French ambassador in the Netherlands, the Marquis... To shut enough, is that correct? Oh yes, and the Netherlands are God blessed to have a shit music party. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, man, I'm sure I was were. in the Netherlands for so long. I I I I, I mainly went to uh, spend a years there, but uh, it ended up turning into five years. I was there oh, for wow. a very very long time, just because there are so much partying to do. There's so much thing happens there in the Netherlands. Have you ever been? Um, I was in Amsterdam for a little while. Uh, uh, you but I must didn't go, go. I didn't go to where you were. I didn't go to The Hague. Uh, uh, but no, I heard it really is nice. fun there. It is fun there. <laughs> yeah. You should go because you are too straight-laced, Jared. You think yeah. I'm too straight-laced? Yeah. Yes. You, you Joan Crawford, you think I'm too straight-laced? You seem like it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I know that you have a history of... Uh, somewhat obsessive compulsive behavior, mm. and so if you're gonna call me straight laced, that that feels I I impossible to be as straight laced as you would want someone to be. Uh, well, I don't know what you've heard, but <laughs> I, being obsessive compulsive doesn't mean that I'm straight laced. I have 
party. Oh, you you partied also? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. I mean, I I just party because a she bit. has a very specific set of circumstances <laughs> that have to happen at any of her parties, and if they don't happen, then she will go around yelling and screaming at everyone and clawing at her face. Does not mean that she does not know how to party. You know Thank what? That's, you, Walter. That's fair. That's fair. That was a that was a preconceived notion that I had. About you, Joan Crawford, and I apologize. Don't put your own hang-ups <laughs> on Joan Crawford, the Jared. Come with me down to the red light district, and you you need to, you, to the, we call it the rouge light district. <laughs> the, the rouge. You would have such a great French dad. part for the, for the first part, but they go to English for the second part. That's fascinating. Uh, if you're just joining us on Famous Dead People, uh, you were listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. My guest today are French Enlightenment writer and philosopher Voltaire and 20th century American film actress Joan Crawford. (laughs) So she's doing a little classic partying right now. Um, I don't think I'm that straight-laced, Voltaire. Um, You seem like you're very straight-laced. Well, I think that probably a lot of people seem straight-laced to you, like just reading your history. You you got into a lot of scandals. You had a lot of affairs. And I I read that that you were run out... Of uh, of the Netherlands because you were having a scandalous affair with a woman named Catherine de Nouillere. Is that right? Yes. Can you believe that I was run out of ne- the Netherlands for having too good a time? Can you believe <laughs> oh that God. the fucking people in the Netherlands kicked out a philosopher for having too good a time? This is the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> <laughs> or as we say in France, the pot calling the kettle noir. There we yes. go. Uh, I know. I know how these French expressions oui, oui, oui. work now. Yes. I figured it out. Wow. Yeah. No. So, so let me. I'd love to ask you a little bit. Uh, first of all, I do think that it is unfair that the Netherlands kicked you out. So unfair. I just don't so think stupid. they should have done that. Um, but I wanted to ask you about this affair because. The, the Wikipedia says it was a scandal, and when the Marquis de Chateauneuf found out about it, he he had you thrown out of the Netherlands. But it doesn't say why it was considered scandalous. All it says is that uh, Catherine was a Protestant refugee. Does that have anything to do with why it was a scandalous affair, or was there some other reason why it was? Just, a- this is what they said because Protestants and Catholics, and then the Church. Uh, whatever. I do not care. I do not like the Church, but. The real reason that happened is because she was an underground musician, okay? An underground musician. And she musician. would write some of the shittiest music. <laughs> <laughs> it was so shitty. It just jumped off so the sheets. So many sheets. It just jumped off the sheets. It would just, just, it the just sheet. be a pile of sheets right there in front of you every morning. And it would just be the most beautiful music, but it was scandalous. It would make Ooh. your body move in ways that the body was hitherto unknown, could move before. You'd just be sitting there, reading it silently, and your and body would just start getting... All of a sudden, your pelvis would start gyrating. You would start moving. It would be very similar to, I just heard the new Janelle Monet album, and I was just listening to it. And it was just like I was feeling my body move. And I could feel, and you know, and and this woman, she was just so wonderful. She she truly was pushing the boundaries of sheet music, and she just was wonderful. And so that is why I was kicked out. And because she was like a person, uh, 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 what do you call it? Like a so you, you don't deal with this person. She's a blacklisted person. She was an undesirable. She's an undesirable. Yes. Yeah. Nobody wanted to uh, to hang out with her and and to read her sheet. They, so yeah, they just... said you take her sheet and you get. Out of here. <laughs> Get out of our country. Why wasn't she kicked out? 
She because she was a native to the Netherlands. Ooh. She she was part of the underground music scene, I and see. the Netherlands actually they 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 were like we're gonna hang on to her because she is ours. But you you're French, you need to get out. Interesting, because mm. I read that she was a Protestant refugee. I assumed that that meant that she was a refugee, like from another. That's country. what they call anybody who is not is who is not living up to what they for, for the tourism board. <laughs> Do you still have this the tourism board of yeah. the Netherlands? If anybody is not uh, quite the picture of what they think of for the Netherlands, they just go, "Oh, they're a Protestant refugee. Don't I worry see. about that." Right, right, right. They're I not understand. true Netherlands. They are Protestant refugee. Uh, yeah, that's fascinating. And I do think that that was unfair. They should not have kicked you out of the Netherlands for that. No. Uh, going back to Joan Crawford for just a moment. So according to the Wikipedia, so you're getting your, uh, you're starting the movie industry. Oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're under contract with MGM. Uh, but you were frustrated at the parts you were getting. You didn't think you were getting big enough parts, uh, juicy enough parts. So you embarked on a self-promotion campaign. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of. Joan Crawford commercials. Joan Crawford commercials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Posters. All yeah. right. All that. So I was in the magazines. Okay. So Joan Crawford. Well, can you can you tell me a little bit about these promotional campaigns? So, like, were you doing uh, radio commercials? Were you doing? Um, uh, you said you said you were doing billboards. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yes. And each of the each of the promotions had a different character that I would like to play. Oh, interesting. That I'd like to be cast as. Okay. The radio, I would do different voices, and then at the end, I'd go, ha-ha, I'm Joan Crawford. Bet you didn't know, because I did a character voice the whole time. Can you give us an example of, like, one of the characters that you would do on the radio and then surprise us but th- with the fact that you're Joan Crawford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an ape. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big ape. I'm a big ape on the radio. It's Joan Crawford. Wow. So I have a question. So these commercials, uh, were you selling a product or were you only selling you? Because if you are hired to play an ape and then you say, ha ha, I am Joan Crawford. I can also do the part of the ape. You already have the part. You are already playing the ape. (laughs) Yes. uh, uh, In retrospect, that makes that we should have. Yeah. I was just selling me. Well, if if you don't mind, it sounds mm-hmm. like, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like nobody hired you to be an ape. You were just going on the radio and saying you were an ape to prove to people yes. that you could play an ape. Yes, and that's one of the roles I never got. I never got to play an ape. You never got ape. to play an ape? No. Uh, well, the only one that I could think of is King Kong, which is a movie that was, you know, produced around the time that you were acting. Mm-hmm. Did you try to... Go out for the role of King Kong in the movie King Kong? I did. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went in. I went in full costume okay. into that room. I put on my best ape voice. Mm-hmm. I even, I took off the head, the ape head that I had on at the end, and I did the ha-ha, Joan Crawford. And, you know, they said that they were going to go with some with some effects. Mm, yeah. effects. They said they were going to go a different way. Yeah. Now, I know that you had a lot of rivalries in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. When you heard that you lost the part to effects, <laughs> did you then start like a like a like a like a negative like a smear campaign against effects because I mean, that's what you did with so many other actresses that you were uh in rivalries with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was not it wasn't specifically effects. It was just King Kong. Just King Kong. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't feud against like big, big things, just like a person or a thing that I am 
like, oh, you're the one who wronged me or took what I gotcha. wanted. So you wouldn't like have a war on terror or a no, war on drugs so or anything. Big. Yeah. Oh God, oh man. <laughs> just little old Joan Crawford. I'm not gonna. I can't do that. Fight a war on crime or anything. Mm-hmm. So you would just focus your wars on specific yeah. individual people. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So you would do these radio ads where you would play these different characters and then go, ha ha, I'm Joan Crawford. Uh, what were these billboards like that you would put up? Oh, those were those were the fun times. Yeah, I would have. Oh God, I hired this photographer to take pictures of me making wacky faces. Okay. Yeah, that was more for my my comedic uh, aspirations. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. So you would do a face, and would there be any writing on the billboard, or it would just be a picture of you doing a silly face? You know what it says. It uh, says, that? "Ha ha, it's Joe Crawford." Because <laughs> sometimes there would just be a close-up on my mouth in a fun character position. Okay. And they go, whose mouth is that? Mm-hmm. And you got to read the bottom of the sign. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so your whole thing was, uh, I want people to know that my mouth can act, but I don't want them to know what the rest of this looks like. Yes. Yes, I wanted them to know that specific parts of me can do certain things, but oh, you don't wow. need to look at the rest. Did you do an elbow billboard? Um, no, I never did an elbow billboard. Or, or like just an arched eyebrow. Well, duh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a class. Every actor needs to have an arched eyebrow thing in their repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a while. So your self-promotion campaign, it's successful. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, did you ever get like reactions from like casting directors or anybody that were like, I saw you do this or I heard this radio ad and that's the reason why I thought you'd be perfect for this movie? Yes, actually, all of my roles after that came. Every role Every after single that. role, they said. And it was always specific. And it was for that character. Whatever character I was doing, they go, it was, I heard this one. I heard when wow. you played this lady, this crazy lady. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't hire anyone but Joan Crawford. So that's how you got the part in, say, like Grand Hotel. Yes, in Grand Hotel. Okay, so, tell, so I, I hate to put you on the spot here, mm-hmm. but like, do you remember... The thing, the billboard or radio voice that got you the part in Grand Hotel. You know, you're going to have to help me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I understand. You know, you're advanced in years. You, uh, you've you got... Uh, you've had so much success, I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, I can understand you, um, uh, you know, you, you so, so many different films uh, that you've worked. Uh, Grand Hotel is the one, I believe it won the... Uh, the the, 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 the Academy Award for Best Picture that year. Mm. Um, Describe the accolades. Does that get it for you? Does that get you there? <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. It grossed $200 million. Does that help you? Does that mean anything to you? Well, uh, no. Uh, is it one of my scarier movies? Was it a funny movie? Was it a... You know, so you don't remember what Grand Hotel was about. You know, I block it out. I see. I do a film and I got to block it out so I can remember for the next one. I bet they saw the ice bath that you did every morning. You did so many ice baths that you <laughs> that you cannot remember. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, uh, so, so just for everybody that's listening and for you, John Crawford. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a group of very different individuals staying at a luxurious hotel in Berlin... Uh, each deal with their respective dramas. So it's sort of like, you know, uh, individual stories all set in this one hotel is what I'm, is, is you know, what I'm getting here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, of course, played um, uh, Flemchen. Flemchen. <laughs> Flemchen. Flem- because this is, this is taking place in um, uh, in Berlin. So, so obviously German. you had a oh, yes, German yes. name. So Flemchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Flamchen, Flamchen, something like that. 
Uh, so does that does that ring a bell? Yes, 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 yes. I remember. I remember now, and I remember the campaign. Um, yes, this was my German my German promo of myself. Okay. So I went. This was a radio ad, and I just went on, and I spoke in in fluent German. Ooh. Yes, I was like, yeah. ich, ich bin in hallo, uh, guten Tag. Oh, this is yeah. so Berlin. This is so German. <laughs> yes, it was so, so German. Very German. Oh boy, I feel like I am having a sausage right now. <laughs> that is it's absolutely sausage incredible. Sausage sauerkraut. Uh, let's move over to Voltaire for just a moment. So you were often in trouble for your writing, uh, whether it was insulting the oh, crown yeah. regent. You said that he was a pedophile that was having sex with his uh, son, I believe. Uh, oh yes, and he was. Um, well, it's, it was it was satire according to the Wikipedia. You're saying that it was a that it was an actual thing. That is the, that not what satire is? Is that you say something that is very real? You just do it with like a kind of bitchy undertone, <laughs> kind of a bitchy accent. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think an argument could be made that there's like a a, a core of truth to every piece of satire. I mean, if but... you watch Gabon News, uh, they are all doing satire because they are just reading the news that is happening, but they all have like kind of a bitchy disposition about <laughs> I don't know if I would describe cable news anchors as having a bitchy disposition. You wouldn't uh, describe them as having... I would describe I them as being so. very bitchy. Maybe on certain shows. Like, I would say that on Fox, maybe they're all kind of like have like a little bit of a bitchy They are on MSNBC too, my friend. I don't think MSNBC... Uh, I mean, it really also depends on like who they're talking about. Like, Jake Tapper talking about... You know, the president is, he definitely seems a little well, bitchy. That is different, you know? but if you are watching Chris Matthews, he is like, now are you telling me <laughs> that, no, that is, he's getting kind of bitchy, he's getting kind of, you know, in your face a little bit, and this is what I did, I just did and that. And this is what you think the definition of satire is, is just saying facts, but like a little bit bitchy like Chris Matthews. Well, I don't think it, I think I'm one of the original people who did it, so. You're the inventor of satire, so, so you are allowed to say. I'm allowed to say. What it is and whatever what it is. I want about Satire. Okay, so other forms. I am of a satirist. Other times, of you would you would praise other countries over France, and France got really upset about that. You would speak out against the church. You wouldn't check with the censors before publishing something. Did you try to get into trouble, or were you just trying to do your art, and it would just happen, and it was just like kind of a nuisance for you? I just did my thing, which was uh, I wanted to be one the center of attention. Okay. This is all go back to my shit music days. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I wanted to have a good time. And if you want to have a good time, you cannot have a good time without people. And if people become bad by you, if they are bored, if they do not want to hang out with you, then you have nobody to party with and have a good time. So I just went out there and I said the things that I said, all of which were true. And if you say them just a little bit bitchy, everybody's like, oh, he tell it like it is. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, I'm fun to hang out with. And they're like, oh, he is so much fun to hang out with because he says the things that I'm thinking, but I would never say in, mm. in quite the way that he is saying it, which is very bitchy. Interesting. And so, yeah, this is what I did. Now, uh, sorry, Joan, just want to get some clarification here. Mm. You obviously went to a lot of big Hollywood parties because you were a big star for a long time does this jive with uh the 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 culture that you were a part of back then like like did you feel do you feel like what voltaire is saying is true about hollywood parties also about the like the bitchiness yeah like you know you you keep people entertained so you go to fun parties so you got to be a little bit uh say facts but in a bitchy way i would say so yes i i feel like i definitely did my part and having a little bitch fest yeah. Yeah. Uh. 
hate that I just said that. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Joan Crawford. It seems like these memories are bringing you a little bit of pain almost. Yes, yeah, I had so many. I had so many feuds with people. This is part yeah. of the feuds. Is oh, I, I would. I this is part of the parties. You go and you say facts about somebody else that you don't like, and you say it in a fun way, and everyone's like, "Ooh, she's so confident and mean." And I, yeah, I want to hang out with her and watch her on the on the movie screen. Mm, I see. Yeah. Uh, I, I can understand how that would be a painful memory. Did you not then. like it because of the way that I described it? Like, <laughs> like, did you, not, I, like the word that I used to, to... I didn't mind the way that you said it. Then when I said it, I hated it. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. See, unfortunately, we got to take a short break, uh, but we'll be right back with Joan Crawford and Voltaire on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends, all that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org if you want a specific famous dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JaredBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support This Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are French Enlightenment writer and philosopher Voltaire. Shitty music. And 20th century American film actress Joan Crawford. Ha-ha. And, oh, there she is doing her, her classic reveal. Uh, now, before we went to the break, we we touched a little bit on the rivalries that you had in Hollywood. And I'd love to run through a couple of these and just get like a, a sense of uh, your relationship with these people and like what you did to each other, if you, if you wouldn't mind, Miss Crawford. Okay, yeah, go uh, So you considered Norma Shearer to be your early professional nemesis. Is that right? Yeah, Norma, is, Norma Shearer. Norma Shearer. Yeah. Uh, this is um, uh, right at the very beginning of your career, uh, you're getting the big meaty parts, but she's like the 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 main female star at the time, and so you decide that um, uh, she's going to be your rival. Did something happen between the two of you, or were you just like a naturally competitive person? You would take you want to take anybody oh, down yeah. at the top of you. Yeah, I, I initiated all of these fights. You know, oh, okay. yeah, I don't I don't think I met in person one of these ladies. Really? Never, not once. Not even Betty Davis, who not, you did a couple of movies with. <laughs> no, that was all effects. That was effects. That was effects. I said I don't want to work with Betty Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, nope. And then we didn't. Uh, yeah, but uh, with Norma Norma Shearer, I was it was very much like a like a like a wrestling thing. Right? A where, wrestling thing. Yeah, you know when you're like, I'm I'm gonna get you, 
uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, like um, like like, like in, in professional, wrestling, professional wrestling, when there was a lot of smack talk, and yes. then selling music. If I see you, you're gonna dance. Yeah, yes. and yes. Uh, uh, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage being like, "I'm taking you down, Hulk." You're going, you're going down. Snapping you're going down. I'm taking you. So yes. you would do that sort of thing with the female stars a that you were working bit. with? Yeah. And it's it's that whole thing of you need that other person to be the heel, you know? Gotcha. So I always, I had to find, I had to keep on finding new ladies to do that find with. Find your new heel. That's yeah, nothing right. personal. Did you, did you, so did, so could you give us a little taste of the smack talk that you would do for, for Norma Shearer while you guys had this uh, rivalry earlier in your career? Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, here's another radio spot that I did. As, oh. It, it was all on the radio. Okay. Because I never met them in person. So I go, hey, Norma Shearer, are you listening to the radio right now? Because if you are, <laughs> ha it's Joan Crawford. I'm coming for you. You don't know me yet, but you will. And I'm going to fight you. Bye-bye. That was like that. Oh, I, I especially like the bye-bye <laughs> because it's like a little bit... It's a little bit of a shine, you know? It's just like late, like a hasta la vista, baby. It is confidence. Mm. <laughs> it is confidence. confidence. It's confidence. Yes. Confidence. Or as we say in France, confidence. 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 Yes. Confidence. Uh, yes. You are like a sat- you are like a satirist uh, with, with your ability to to just say things about other people, but do it with an and attitude. be real bitchy about it. That which, that radio spot was terrifying, by the way. I would not want to be uh, uh, Norma Shearer uh, on the other end of that one. Who would be? Who would want to be Norma Shearer? Now you also didn't get along with your mother-in-law, the famous Mary Pickford, while you were while you were married to Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Mm. Uh, now. Did something happen between the two of you? Like, where where was there a reason why she didn't get along with you? I think it's because we both had very strong names. Very strong names. Yes, yes. Mary like Pickford. Pickford. Joan Crawford. Ooh, scary. Both of our names together at once. Ha ha. Oh yeah, that's mm. terrifying. Joan Crawford, Mary Pickford. Pickford. They both end with Ford. Ford. They do both end with Ford. Yeah, yeah I never even realized that before. The best car in the market. <laughs> Still to this day. The it was true back then, and it's true, true today. now. Yeah, so I, I read that, like, whenever uh, the Fairbanks boys would, like, go and run off and, you know, do man things, leaving the two of you in the house together, she would just, like, go to her room and just, like, leave you by herself. Is that right? Yeah, she would. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, a part, okay, there's another thing other than the names. You know, uh, we both we both love dogs, you see? Okay. So we had a family dog in the house, you know? And it was my dog. I thought of it as my dog, and she thought of it as her dog. Mm-hmm. And there was always a fight of like, who does the dog love more? So we're both we're dog people. Yes. Yes. And so what was the dog's name? Uh, Princess P- Butter something. Princess Butter something. Mm-hmm. Princess Butter something. Princess Butter something. And so you were like, this dog loves me the most. Mary Pickford was like, no, this dog loves me the most. Yes. Yes. All right. So did you ever do that thing where? You put the dog in the middle of the room, and Mary Pickford went to one side, and you, Joan Crawford, went mm-hmm. to the other, and you would just like go come here, see baby. Which, see which uh, yeah. one um, uh, princess, uh, butter something, but butter something would go to. Mm. So, did you do this and, and put an end to the debate about who the dog loved more? Yes, actually, we had we had to do that um, after my divorce. 
with uh, what's his face oh, and uh, Fairbanks Jr. Yeah, right. so it was like, oh, who's gonna take the dog now? Uh, so we had it. We went outside. We let everyone watch. Mm-hmm. You know, we both were allowed one piece of salami. <laughs> okay. That was it. Seems fair. Seems fair. To wiggle, mm-hmm. and then you know, the dog came to me. So oh wow! So ended. you eventually won in the end. Yeah, I'm sure that didn't help with your relationship with Mary Pickford. No, no, but I never had to see her again. That's so. right. That's right. Boo, yeah. Was this, well, and, and I just want to clarify something. Is this another one of the rivalries where you never actually met the person that you had a rivalry? <laughs> she was with? always in her room. Oh my god! Yeah. So you never even met Mary Pickford. Yeah, and we wore we wore masks you wore during ma- the dog thing. <laughs> we both wore like mask bandana things. So mm-hmm. I yeah never never saw her. And you know what? I think that's fair because dogs can smell who their owner is, even if the face is. Did you both stand downwind of the dog? <laughs> I think you would have to, right? I think yeah. you would have to. Yeah. Yes, that's very good thinking. I, the Fairbanks boys, they were pretty smart. I'm sure that they thought of all of this when they, they, figured were, that when they were devising all this. Uh, now, I'd like to ask you, um, Voltaire, you had a famous rivalry as well. Yeah. Uh, with a man, the, with the Chevalier uh, de Rohan Cabot. Cabot. Uh, yes. Is it Cabot or Cabot? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> The uh, the the Chevalier he made fun of your name change, and you said that uh, I may have changed my name, but my name will be honored, but you will bring dishonor to yours. And he got really upset about this. Is well, that, that right? was the short part. That was the short part. Yeah, the oh. full thing was I may have changed my name, but you will bring dishonor to yours, you miserable piece of goddamn fucking garbage. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> and then I stood up and I and I took. <laughs> my I, God, you took what? I took a piece of sheet. Oh my God! Music. Yes, I of took course. A piece of sheet music, and I, I rubbed it in his face, and I said, "Here, um, you, th- this this piece of sheet is is worth no more than your life to me." Oh my and God! And then I set the sheet of blankets <laughs> right in front of him, and then he was like, and then he just he did exactly what you did, which was, "Oh my God." <laughs> And he, and he said, that was way too much. And I said, you're right. And I did not care. And then I went to the Netherlands and they were like, we don't want you. And I was like, oh, fine, fuck, I'll go back to France. Wow. And just, I fucking hate the Chevalier. Getting kicked out of so many different places. Nobody likes Voltaire, can you believe this it? makes a lot more sense. That The extended version makes a lot more sense because I didn't understand why he was so upset by just saying that he would dishonor his name. Uh, he he hired- was also a pedophile and a drunk, but... <laughs> If that was also part of him, gotcha. that was also part of his story. Okay. Uh, basically, anybody who did not like me was a pedophile and a drunk and hmm. uh, and brought dishonor to their family. Whenever you think of Chevalier, think drunken pedophile. Pedophile who brings dishonor to his family name. Yes. It's a little redundant. If you're going to say pedophile, you assume that the name has been dishonored, mm. right? Yes. Yeah. Because yes. uh, I was wondering why he would he hired goons to beat you up after you said this thing to him, and I thought that, that was like a very harsh punishment for the uh, you will dishonor your name thing, but after you explained all of it, like it starts to make a little bit more sense. He hired them to beat me up, but they yeah. did not succeed. They didn't beat Ooh. you up. No, no. They tried to get me one night. It was after a sheet music party. Mm-hmm. We were all so, so many drunk. sheet music parties. Well, what else are you going to fucking do? <laughs> and so we were out late one night. We were so drunk and we were like, ugh, I need food. So we went to a Coco Van cart. And uh, this cart is out there on the street selling coca van. 
and we're like eating this food and then they came over and my friend Richard said, oh my God, that's the Chevalier's friend. And I said, uh, watch this. And I pulled out a baton that I keep with me at all times. And then, and then I beat my friend Richard. <laughs> And they were like, oh, my God, he is crazy. <laughs> Chevalier's men, they were like, oh, my God, he is crazy. And then my friendship with Rashad was over, but that's okay because he was stupid. But then, but that, that's the cares. way that you outwitted the goons, though. That's really impressive. <laughs> if anybody ever tries to jump you, just beat the shit out of your what close your friend. friends. <laughs> and they'll be like, this bitch is like, crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. my God. There's nothing we can do to him. Now, There's nothing we can do. Joan Crawford, did you ever do anything similar to, to intimidate your rivals? Like... We haven't even talked about Betty Davis yet, but but did did they ever uh, do anything similar where you had to like just freak them out, just like show them how crazy you were? Oh yeah, I did. I I, I didn't have a friend close by mm-hmm. ever, so I had to do it to myself. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, just bang my head around. Oh my god! Yeah, it hurt. It was bad. Who did you do this in front of to intimidate? Because obviously you never met any of the women that you had rivals with. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, well, I had I had issues with my kids. So yes, I did. I, I did, did read this, about that. Yeah, I did this in front of my kids. I see. Yeah. And you were you worried that your kids were going to try to usurp you or something? Like, why did you feel like you wanted your kids to know that you were crazy? Well, yeah, because I figured if they're born from me, they they're gonna be famous. Mm. So I'd, I was like, oh no, like they're gonna be better than me. Okay, I gotta scare them, and that's why I did. And you would just beat your own face in front of your own kids yeah, just to show them. But I don't know how they reacted to it because I never saw them. <laughs> you never saw your own kids? No. Wait, well, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. So you thought you would have a rivalry with your children. <laughs> so you wanted to scare them. So you so you beat your own face in front of them. But you, it wasn't actually in front of them because you actually had never met your children. Yeah. Part of me thinks maybe they weren't even there when I part did it. Part of you thinks that maybe they weren't even there? Well, because part of me is like, they didn't say anything after... I go, I thought, I think they're in the room. <laughs> I sense somebody's in the room. So I'd beat my face and then who knows? And who knows? Well, I mean, I'm sure it was effective. They they wrote that book about you. I'm, you you had to have had some kind of exposure to them. Mm. So we can assume that they saw it at some point, yeah. I'm guessing. Um, so I wanted to go back to uh, Voltaire and this um, this business with uh, uh, Rohan Cabot. Um, because after this thing with the goons happened, which you deftly avoided... Um, you challenged him to a duel. Yeah. Uh, and instead of accepting, he had you arrested and exiled to England. Um, and I was wondering if that was correct, because it just doesn't seem like, like, uh, like, like plausible. Like, I thought it was a great dishonor to not accept a duel invitation, right? Well, who cares? Because it is so stupid, the duel. It is so, so stupid. I don't understand why people have to have, like, such toxic masculinity like they mm-hmm. always have to come forward and pretend to be you know who this reminds me of it reminds me of i saw this film last night it was called avengers infinity war <laughs> and it reminds me so much of thanos thanos is just like this toxically masculine guy who thinks he's the only would, person i don't know about that's how i would describe thanos it's like toxic masculinity but i think he he feels that he is the only person who can possibly solve this problem and he is not interested in listening to anybody else okay he is gross he is stupid he is a drunk pedophile just like your children probably john crawford yes oh, do yeah. you think that your children were drunk pedophiles john crawford I think they would have been if I didn't do what I had to do. Right. So you corrected that behavior. 
behavior in them mm-hmm. why, by smacking your head around. That's it, very smart. Oh, I'm great. That's very, very smart. Do you mind if I ask you about one of your first talkies? I know that you, mm-hmm. um, uh, you, you, you did. You, you were one of the few celebrities at the time who made the transition from silent to talkies. Uh, but there was this one Western called Montana Moon that had some music in it. And it was a major success, but it had a problem with the censors. But the Wikipedia doesn't say what the problem with the censors was for this movie, Montana Moon. Do you remember what what the issues were that made it so controversial? Problem with the censors? Yeah, the movie Montana Moon had a the, the censors had a problem with it. Is that right? Things bar that that problem was this, yeah this with uh, Montana Moon this 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 musical western that you were doing. Oh, you mean like censors like uh, like beep. Like the beep when you say a bad word? Yeah, no, the, the people who decide what the bad words are and what, what you need to beep. Oh, yeah. They had a problem with this movie. Mm, yeah. Yeah, do you I remember? I said a lot of bad words. You said bad, so you cursed yeah. a lot in Montana Moon? I was cursing up a storm. This is one of your first talkies, and you cursed during it. Yeah. Really? I figured if I'm going to make the transition, I'm going to go big. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do, and I did some, like, some, like dancing. Okay, because obviously there was music in it. Yeah, so. yeah. So I like spin, and then I'd be like, flirp. <laughs> you say flirp? Mm-hmm. That was a bad word of the time. Really? Yep, flirp. Flirp doesn't mean anything anymore. No, no. Kind of. I think part of it is because like the censors were like, oh, let's just make it. It's okay. We'll oh, make it okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they exposed the public to flirp. And that way, it, it, it removed the the sting mm-hmm. that the censorship had uh, had created with it. Yeah, yeah. Was did did you guys have flurb when you were uh, when you were around Voltaire? Oh, we had flurb, we had club, we had the lurb, we had <laughs> all the herbs. All these uh, herbs are bad words. You were just like, oh, this guy is such a club, ugh, and he is being <laughs> a real flurb right now. Can you flurbing believe this? Mm. What the mother flurbing? Pile of club. Now, were these uh, the? Are, are you giving us the, the the translation, or would the French word actually be flurb, or was there a French word for flurb at the time? Oh, okay, I'll say something in French, and and then I will say it in. Uh, or I'll say something in English, and then I'll say it in French. Okay. Uh, oh my God, Richard is such a flurb. Okay. And in French, we would say, uh, Oh my God, Richard <laughs> is such a uh, oh, gotcha. Yes. That's perfect. That, that's how you translate things into French. Oh, yeah. Classic example. Yes. Um, now, I'd like to ask you about uh, one of your good friends, uh, a gentleman named uh, the Marquis de Ch- uh, Chalet, uh, and you reportedly had a 16-year affair with his wife while you, <laughs> while you were hiding out with his, with his house. Because uh, you were avoiding another exile, and uh, there's some historical evidence to suggest that he knew about the affair. Can you confirm or deny for us whether or not the Marquis de Chalet knew that you were having an affair with his wife for 16 years? He knew because, and this is very important, everybody that I was actually very close friends with all had a very open frame of mind. I gotcha. It is we should not stop anybody from doing anything that they want to do so long as it is not hurting anyone. Hmm. If you enter into a kind of friendship with another person, and if the two of you, along with the other person's partner, are free, open, and sexual with each other, and everybody is fine with it, then you should get 
and peace. Okay. Which is why I do not like the church. I did not like the French government. I did not like any sort of institution where you are blocking anybody from actually being able to pursue their own life and happiness. Gotcha. And which so is why I go this ahead. This is why that this gentleman that you were friends with allowed you to bang his wife. Who let me rod dog his <laughs> wife for years. And we had a beautiful, beautiful sexual relationship. Jesus. We did sub-dom stuff. We did, uh, we we went to like one of those sex salons where we would read shit music and then we would all have sex on top of each other. Kind of like that movie Short Bus. Have you seen that one? I have not Check seen Short Bus. Check it out. John Cameron Michel. He is a filmmaker on the rise. Well, uh, if you're just joining us on Radio Free Brooklyn, you're, what listening, a time to join. you're <laughs> listening to us on, fam- on Famous Dead People. Uh, this is Famous Dead People. My guests today are 20th century American film actress Joan Crawford. Crawford. And French Enlightenment writer and philosopher Voltaire. A sex alone. So um, you and um, uh, his wife, uh, you did a little studying together. You did a little of, uh, critical writing together. I read on the Wikipedia that you two did a thorough analysis of the Bible and concluded that, quote, much of his content was dubious. Is that right? To say the least. Yeah, well, that's, I thought that was kind of an understatement to say that the things that you found in the Bible were dubious. Like, what was, what, like, did you really Yes, feel- but it is not a bitchy if you're like, oh, this is all, <laughs> this is all, this is all terrible. This is all terrible. That's not the bitchy. If you say, I find parts of it to be dubious, <laughs> oh, that's real, real, like, that's, oh, that, like, sends a vault up your arm and you're like, oh, so There's bitchy. a little bit of spice on that, <laughs> That's meatball. a little bit of spice. Oh, not my bad. God. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I can understand why you would do that then. So much of it is so. Now, I understand, Ms. Crawford, that you could have a little bit of spice on your meatball at times as well. (laughs) (laughs) You were. You were married a few times. Your fourth husband, Alfred Steele, he was an executive at Pepsi. After he passed away, you took over his seat on the board. And while you were there, they gave you the nickname Fang while you were uh, chairman of the board, uh, one of the chairman of the board of Pepsi. Is that right? Yeah, that was vicious. Yeah. Could you mind if I ask exactly how you earned the nickname Fang while you were on the board at PepsiCo? Oh, yeah. I I had a snake. Um, snake. I had a snake that I would wrap around my... I wrap around my neck, and I'd walk into the rooms, and I'd sneak up behind <laughs> each of the people in their cubicles, and then I'd go, hiss, 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 because the snake wouldn't do it itself. It was so quiet. So I would do a hiss, 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 and then they'd turn around, and they'd say, the snake! Oh, God, it gave me such joy. Wow. I mean, that's even more like a prank than, than you know, you being vicious uh, mm-hmm. uh, specifically. Um, did did you continue doing this snake prank all the, the, the whole time that you were on the board at PepsiCo? Yeah, I got old fast, but you know, I kept, I, I was like, I gotta commit to this. Cause if I don't, then I'll lose. Then I liked Fang. Oh God. I liked it more than even Joan Crawford. You like the name Fang. Oh yeah. So I was like, I gotta keep doing it. When you went back to acting, did you try to maybe change your name to Fang for, for the pictures? Yeah, it did. That did not go over well. It didn't go over well. They're like, we can't do that, Joan. <laughs> Joe, come on, Joan. Can't be Fang. And you're like, no, I'm Fang. Call me Fang. Call yeah. me Fang. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work. I mm-hmm. thought that's such a shame. Um, so you would you would sneak up behind people with the snake. Um, did you name the snake Fang, or 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 did, were you just Fang because you had the snake with you? Yeah, I was just Fang because of the fangs of a snake. The snake was Sherbert. Sure. <laughs> Sherbert. Sherbert the snake. I see. And I, I have to imagine that you named him Sherbert because to try to entice him to 
to make the shh sound. Yeah, because I figured he'd want to say his name. Like, I <laughs> like saying my name. So I'd be like, Sherbet, say your name. Now, mm-hmm. is it Sherbet or is it Sherbet like the ice cream? Like the ice cream. Like the ice cream. Uh, or like orange Sherbet. Orange or, sherbet. or as we say in France, orange <laughs> Sherbet. Uh, it is such a, it's like the French have a different word for almost everything. Um, now, uh, let's go back to, you know, we're finally at the point in your life when you have your legendary affair uh, with Betty Davis. Uh, you know, you, 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 you didn't like each other before you got cast in whatever happened to Baby Jane, but you both needed it to revive your career. So you accepted, you used effects so that you never had to see her. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I have to ask if there was an inciting incident to the rivalry between you and Betty Davis. Yeah, I mean, okay, so early on, uh, I gave her a call. Okay. You know, this was before the rivalry. I was just calling nicely to let her know that she, I might want a rivalry with her because she was really great. You know, it was like a compliment. It was mostly like, hey, you're great. This might happen in the future. She did not take it well oh. when I called. I was like, hey, Betty Davis, guess who's calling? And she's like, oh, God. God, is it you, Joan? Okay, so, yeah, you know, it didn't start off great. And then her attitude to me really set me off, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's why she was my biggest. I think she was my biggest. What was her attitude like towards you that was that 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 created the the biggest rivalry in your life? Well, she just didn't she didn't like that. I was so aggressive with her Uh. before. And I wasn't. I feel like I was saying I might be. I might, it's like, I really, it's just, she kept on flurbing me on the phone. Oh my God. They're like, shut the flurb up, Joan. Oh my God. <laughs> and so, I, you know, it, I don't think, it, if we started off on a better foot, you, maybe none of this would have even happened. Maybe you guys could have been friends. Maybe. <laughs> it's extremely sweet. Um, let's go back to uh, Voltaire for just a moment. So I'd like to ask you about uh, your last words. You have fam- famous last words. Uh, the story goes that you were... You know, you had denounced organized religion, but on your deathbed, a priest urged you to renounce Satan. Uh, but it's reported that you said, quote, now is not the time for making new enemies, which I think is undeniably hilarious. But there is some evidence to suggest that you never said that. And so just give us the the, the straight dirt here. Is there any truth to the story? Was there a priest? Did you say something cute to him? Was it now is not the time to make new enemies? That sort of thing. Uh, what were your last words? So here's the truth behind the story. Okay. The behind the music, the behind the sheet music, if you will. <laughs> okay. What happened was I wrote out the story of my last words. I knew I was dying. Mm-hmm. I wrote them all down. I gave this to... The people who are around me, I said, spread this around. This is a good story for my last words. I did have a priest come in, and I said, you miserable pile of goddamn garbage. You are a junk pedophile. And then I took my nearest friend, and I beat the shit out of him. Oh, my God. You were dying. You were on your deathbed. And then it caused a heart attack. Oh, I see. But the reason that I spread it around the story is because if those were my real last words, mm-hmm. that's not very bitchy, now is it? That is not very. That is not very satirical. It's pretty cute. It's very clever. It's not cutesy. It's, it's a very Oscar Wilde type epigram. And- oh, don't, don't compare me to Oscar Wilde. He's a stupid idiot. Who, who cares about Oscar Wilde? Okay. 
that is the true story, the behind the shit. Music. Music. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the real dirt on on my last words. Interesting. Wow. Yes. And I mean, it's so... I'm I'm glad that you went out the way that you wanted to go out by nobody else's rules. No, especially not my friend. Borishard. <laughs> Definitely he, did not. Oh, it, was still, it was him? Still there. Still there. <laughs> what a good friend. Staying by you through thick His last words were, why, Voltaire, why? <laughs> oh, so you beat him to death that day. No, he just said that, uh, that I beat him so badly that all he could say anymore was, why, Voltaire, why? Wow, that is fascinating. Um, unfortunately, we only have time for one last question. So I'd like to ask you about, and I know this might be a sensitive topic, Joan Crawford, okay. but I want to ask you about Mommy Dearest, mm. the book and movie written by your daughter, Christina, which claims that you were emotionally abusive to your two oldest children, herself and her brother, uh, Christopher. There's, of course, the classic flip out scene where she hangs something up using a wire hanger and you shout, no wire hangers at her. Yeah. Um, and some people say the book is lies. Some people say the book is truth. Can you uh, clear this up for us? Is there any truth to the book and movie Mommy Dearest? Heck yeah. So it's true. It's all true. And Everything I love it. in mom. <laughs> you love I it? Love it. Really? Oh, yeah. The only thing they didn't say was the Fang thing. They that never, was... <laughs> they didn't end it. They didn't end it with saying that her name was Fang. That was the one problem you had with Mommy Terrace. Oh, yeah, and they knew they, that, that was more of like, oh, you know what? You guys, you guys got it. My kids were like, that's a mean thing to do to mommy. And that, I, I appreciate it. And there were, there were no scenes with the snake. There were no scenes with Sherbert. No. That is a shame. It really is. But I mean, I'm glad that we could put that to rest then. Yep. Um, what was the thing that they did that made you leave them out of the will, uh, Christine and Christopher? Because obviously the book didn't come out until after your death. Oh, well, that's I had no money left. Okay. Yeah, that's something. I would I would have left them some things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I would have. I'm a nice enough person okay. sometimes. But you specifically said in your will that you're not leaving them anything for reasons which are well known to them is the reason that you <laughs> didn't have any money. They didn't have anything. <laughs> See, they knew that. It reads different. It reads different oh. if you don't know that. Mm, I don't know why. <laughs> Unfortunately, if she had given the full explanation, that would not have been a very bitchy thing to no, say. No, definitely what? not. Definitely not. Not satirical at all. Uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Voltaire and Joan Crawford, for joining me in the studio. Um, I always ask uh, at the end of the show if, if my guests have anything they'd like to tell my audience to go check out. Uh, Voltaire, anything you want to tell people about? Oh boy, if you like improv comedy and 1940s sci-fi radio shows, then come see X Plus One once a month at the pit. You can go to our website, just search X Plus One. We perform an improvised radio show sci-fi 1940s style. And uh, Joan Crawford, anything you want to tell people about? Yeah, uh, I think they should go check out the Magnet Theater, see some see some shows there, like uh, Mondo Diaz Experience or the cast. Um, yeah, that's a fun fun shows. That was there. a great show. You should check out uh, my improv team, Junior Varsity, every Thursday at seven p.m. at the Magnet Theater. My website, JarrettBernstein.com. Hit us up at Famous Dead People at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday on Radio Free Brooklyn at on Monday at three p.m. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People.